blowers out there this is n64 life with myself cliff foster aka the amazing cliff on the old twitter your guide through the greatest computer game console of all time yes ladies and gents the nintendo 64 ah it's a new year it's a new up no 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 look we've I've only been around for three months on this podcast, no new us. However, there is one change that I have made to the podcast. Now, if you listen back to the previous one, I was promising that the next show would be Game and Botch, which uh, was recorded. Um, and that was going to be Final Fantasy and the sort of the growth and the loss of Final Fantasy uh, for Nintendo. Um, and going to that element of, you know, where this console was not perfect. Um, and I listened back to it and I've got to admit, it was just a bit boring. Um, I, I mean it. It was really, really boring. And if I'm not engaged, then you guys wouldn't be. So I've always held out that with anything I've ever created. If I'm not engaged by it, do you know what? My listeners won't be either. So I, I saved you from it. Um, <laughs> and then obviously we had Christmas. We had everything come up. So I thought, right, let's leave it. Um, got the other podcast coming back as well. So I thought, right, January, let's kickstart it again. And here we are. Um as I said, you know, I have got the other podcast as well. I would love to keep this weekly. Uh, however, if and when WRWR Pod does come back, this will go bi-weekly. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, I work for a living. I don't do this for a living, unfortunately. I'd love to. Uh, however, yeah, it's just those work commitments. I can't edit two podcasts in a week. I've got work and family commitments. So, you know what, guys? Hey ho, we'll keep this weekly until I 100% know that WRWR Pods will be coming back. Um, so if there isn't one next week, then you know that WRWR Pods back. And if you are a fan of independent British wrestling, then please go and give it a follow. Hashtag WRWR Pod. Um, and do you know what? It's been great because I've seen massive growth in this channel. Um, I, I tell you what, it's fascinating to me that i see that there's oh 50 odd people that have listened in a week and they're still listening to the original podcast they're going through them it's people starting from the beginning and going through these show by show so if you are joining us and you know you have listened from number one thank you so so much um there's been a lot of love uh, to the uh, Mario Kart versus Diddy Kong Racing, um, and equally to uh, Seeds of Evil versus um, GoldenEye as well. Um, I think it was just because maybe nothing followed up from F Zero X, but F Zero X versus uh, Star Wars Episode One Racer, you know, go and give that some love as well. Two awesome games, but we are here for another battle for Jinjos. <laughs> And that is two fighters. Our first time we've got fighters and there's not a lot of fighters on this console. We will go through that during the podcast. Um, but these are two fighters that mean a hell of a lot to me. So today it is... Yes, I, I didn't use the movie one this time. It is Mortal Kombat 4. And it is facing off against Rare's plucky underdog, sort of. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Killer Instinct. Ah, this is going to be a good one. I love both of these games. I love it when I do ones where I absolutely adore both games. Uh, quite like the previous one with uh, F-Zero-X and uh, Star Wars Episode One Racer. Uh, this is going to be really fun. So let's go into this battle for Jinjos. Who will reign victorious?
Here we go, battle for gingers! Um, that's a really, yeah, I'm not going to create a theme tune for it. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. Battle for gingers, if you didn't know already, this is based off of five gingers, five awards each game can win, and that is based off of storyline, gameplay, sound and graphics, critic score, and most importantly, your score. So if you didn't know already, go and follow n64 life podcast before every battle for jinjos i put up a little um a little poll you guys go and vote and whoever wins it wins the last jinjo so mk4 mortal kombat 4 the first 3d mortal kombat game so at the time this was huge and it was released back in the uk on the 5th of uh 5th of september 1998 just before my birthday um obviously ported over from the uh, mortal kombat 4 uh, arcade machines now obviously midway were the developer however for the n64 version and the european versions they used a company called uh, GT Interactive, um, and Eurocom uh, helped produce them, you know, throughout on the N64 as well. Now, with this, obviously, it's a port, and we'll go into this when we come into the gameplay and the sound. It is a port over from that uh, from the arcade version, and they have actually made some differences. But this is storyline. Let's go into this. Ed Boon. John Tobias, they're at it again. Let's see where this storyline goes. And I'm not going to read it out. I'm going to leave that over to the Lightning God. The Lightning God? The Thunder God. The Lightning God. The Thunder God. What? What is he again? The Lightning God. The God of Lightning. The, he's a god. Um, <laughs> protector of Earthrealm. That is Mr. Raiden. Thousands of years ago, in a battle with the fallen elder god known as Shinnok, I was responsible for the death of an entire civilization. To rid all realms of Shinnok's menace, I waged a war that plunged the earth into centuries of darkness and banished Shinnok into a place called the Netherrealm. Now, after Shao Kahn's defeat at the hands of Earth's warriors, Shinnok has managed to escape his confines in the Netherrealm. The war is now being fought once again. Only this time, it can be won by mortals. God, Christopher Lambert sounds a bit different, doesn't he? <laughs> um, yeah, so this is this is MK at his best because obviously with the storylines of MK3, Earthrealm's been saved, but there's other realms out there. And obviously, we're very much acquainted at this time with Outworld. We're very much in... Obviously, we live here, Earthrealm. Um, but this is bringing into their, the Never Realm and also Edenia as well. Because Edenia has been taken up. So this is, um, if you didn't know already, Katana's uh, realm. Um, but it has been invaded by a previous elder god, which is Shunnok. And he was banished by Raiden down to the Never Realm and Quan Chi. Yes, Quan Chi. Come on. I'll let you take a moment. This is Quan Chi's first ever game in a Mortal Kombat element, but it's not his first ever game. So there were two other games that came out for the N64 before this, and that was Mortal Kombat uh, Trilogy and Sub-Zero Mythologies. I am not reviewing that game. But that was Quan Chi's actual debut in a computer game. This is his debut in a Mortal Kombat Mortal Kombat sense of being in a fighter. Um, but, yeah, again, storyline continuing on uh, to the end of time, uh, which you might be reviewing at the end, say where this game is now, you know, continuing on from the previous three games. And we've got some much loved characters back but then we've also got some one-offs <laughs> this is one-offs <laughs> so let's start not on the one-offs let's start at those people that we want to see in a mortal combat game so we've got the Liu kangs we've got the johnny cages we've got the jaxes we've got the noob cybot 
if you didn't know already, uh, obviously the two creators of this game, Ed Boone and John Tobias. So that's Tobias Boone, Boone, backwards, noob, Tobias, Cybot, if you didn't know, but I think it's... This is where everybody's just going, yeah, we all know that, Cliff. Anyway, uh, Raiden, Reptile, the god of this game, which is Scorpion, Sonya Blade, and Sub-Zero. And then we've got some new characters and some characters that... Um, are, uh, so they're ranging. I would say they're definitely ranging in this one. So we've got uh, Fujin, uh, who is the god of wind and god wind. He's wind, isn't he? Got Windcard, um, who also made his uh, debut in uh, MK Mythologies. Um, we've got Yannick, who's that replacement for Kano. Um, we've got Kai, uh, who's uh, Shaoling Monk and friend of Liu Kang. So, uh, I, I personally, I think this should have really been Kung Lao. Uh, that's that's my opinion. Uh, this is definitely one of those characters that I would say. He's, he's just a bit boring. And I would say that with Yannick, and I know not that Yannick, I love that Yannick, you know, creator of the BBW library. But this Yannick is just a ripoff of Kano. He's just a bit boring. Um, so, yeah, Kai, who should have definitely been uh, Kung Lao. Um, you've got uh, Meat, which is the hidden character. Um, we'll go into that element of how they really wanted to make this the guriest uh, Mortal Kombat ever in a minute. We've got Quan Chi, as I said before. This is really his first um, element into an actual MK game. Obviously, as I said before, he was in Mythologies before and actually in uh, Mortal Kombat Defenders of the Realm, uh, the TV show, which is um, uh, a cult following, let's just say like that, because I know there are genuine people out there that bloody love it. Um, we've got R- Raiko, who's Shunik's general. Yet again, bit boring. Uh, you've got Shunik himself, which is really strange that it's an end-to-level boss. Yeah, straight off the bat, he's there for you to select. Um, you've got Tanya, uh, who's a traitor of Edenia. So she's the one that's, uh, you know, she appears in latter um, MK games as well. But she's the traitor. The reason why Shunik is there. Sorry, yes, um, why Shunik is there. Um, and then we've got Guro. So Guro, a bit of a backstory of why Guro in this is in this game is exactly that: is that the the MK uh, arcade game? It, it was just you didn't get to face off against any boss characters that you couldn't be. So what they did was they created Guro. Uh, well, they didn't create Guro. Guro was around a lot long before that. Um, he's champion, don't you know? I am Goro, general of the armies of Outworld and prince of the subterranean realm of Shokan. But based on this game solely, ah, oh, it's it's good to see Goro back, isn't it? Ah, oh, it's been a while since he's been in an MK game. And actually, saying that trilogy, he was in trilogy. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean. He's back in canon. He, he, he might have died. <laughs> he did die. I think he did die. Um, but then I'm saying that I thought Johnny Cage had died at this point as well. But obviously not. What do I know? Um, with that character list, though, uh, which I sort of do include in storyline as well, I just think it's it's really missing some great characters. I say Kung Lao's one of them. Um, I would have loved to have seen him 3D at that time. You know, Nightwolf. Um, you've got Melina, you've got... And they, they did come in a latter version for the Dreamcast, but there's there's so many better characters that could have bolstered this up. But uh, uh, Yannick, Rake, Raiko, they, they're just a bit... Nah, they're a bit vanilla. There's nothing cool to them. There's nothing that makes them stand out. So we go on to Killer Instinct and their character storyline and character list. So... I haven't got Raiden reading this one. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. Probably. Um, so here we go. This is Cliff reading a storyline. And funny enough, I had to do what I did with F0X. I had to go back to the previous one um, and have a look. Because obviously this is a sequel to the original uh, game for the SNES. And actually the port of uh, Killer Instinct 2, which was in the arcade. So Rare's 
great game that was over in the arcades. They brought it over to the N64, and this was, in my memory, the first fighter that joined the party. Because this one was released in the UK on the 4th of uh, July, 1997. However, it was released a lot earlier uh, in the US, um, obviously the UK lagging behind sometimes uh, back in uh, 25th of no- uh, November 1996, so just ready for Christmas. And the storyline for this game comes straight off of the back of the original. So yet again, keeping that continuity uh, between the games, very MK style. So to give you a lowdown on what happened before, so there was because it's not as well known as the MK series. Um, so there was a big company called Ultratech, and basically what they did was they hosted a big tournament for fighters and to test some of their, uh, you know, diabolical creatures that they had created, and also opened up a portal. Now this portal allowed through a horrible evil creature called Idol. Now, Idol um, was actually killed uh, during this tournament by um, by Black Orchids, which is one of the characters that we'll go into. Now, when he died, basically, uh, it, it set off a time warp. So transporting some of the combatants back in time and allowing the demon lord Gargos to escape from Limbo. Now trapped 2,000 years in the past, the warriors that survived Killer Instinct, along with several new faces, fight for the right to party, I mean, to face Gargos in combat. But, this is the sad news, ladies and gentlemen, possibly through copyright infringement on the first one, Chief Thunder... <laughs> Not Raiden, hashtag not Raiden. Uh, Cinder and Reptor, which, if you remember from the original games and the latter game that came out in 2013, was a big fighting Velociraptor, uh, did not return. Each character that survived the journey from the first game has a corresponding background story, while characters in this instalment are native inhabitants of this past time period fighters like tj uh, combo who survives the original just want to get home ah others like uh, characters tusk want to bring an end to gargos so tusk will go into in a minute a bit of a viking looking guy um and end, end his reign of evil this time there's no tournament or prize money just a fight to finish with the fate of the future hanging in the balance so as i said before it's lovely continuity so the characters that you could play was uh black orchid uh who was the winner of the tournament so she's almost like the um the lu kang of this game she is she's very much the lu kang of this game um so yeah so Obviously, she wants to get back into her timeline. And then you've got uh, Fulgore, who's not like Furlough, but he is an ass-kissing... Ass-kissing? Ass-kicking cyborg from the future who uh, was destroyed by Jago, and now he's come to find Jago and kill him. Yes, assassin droids. Uh, You've got uh, Glacius, who's definitely uh, not... um, Sub-Zero. Uh, you've got Jago, who was my favourite character. Um, very quick and fiery. Uh, almost like a... I want to say a ninja type, but this is where people have a go at me, like I would have a go at them for even suggesting that Sub-Zero is a ninja, not Lin Kuei. Um, you've got Sable Wolf, who's awesome and tough as nails. So basically, he's a big werewolf. You've got Spinal, who's making a return, uh, who's a massive skeleton. With a uh, big shield that fires out lasers. Uh, best way of putting it. Uh, you got TJ uh, Combo as well, who's very much the human hard hitter out of the group. Um, and then it actually does introduce some new characters. So you've heard him a couple of times. Gargos, who does look like he is from the Disney cartoon Gargoyles. Um, so as his name suggests, he's a massive gargoyle. Uh, you've got King Wu, Kim Wu, uh, martial artist. You've got Maya, who's an Amazon queen. And then, as I said, you've got Tusk, who looks very... Um, caveman slash 
Viking-esque with a massive sword and things on those lines. But I think that, you know, it's not as strong as IP as MK. Um, definitely not. Um, but it's a continuation of the story itself. Now, the Jinjo. This is a difficult one. Because I'm looking at both these stories. Both these stories, if you were to read them to me and I didn't know anything about the games, are pretty solid. But storyline has to go to Mortal Kombat 4. Now, I can hear you. Some of you shouting at me. Um, the reason is is because the longevity of that storyline. That's now gone four games and they're still coming up with stuff. Still coming up with stuff. Adding to those, you know, different realms, you know, adding in the Never Realm, adding in Edenia. You know, it, it's still that continuation of that MK universe. Um, you've also got backstories between all of these characters. Doesn't mean it matter if that's MK4 or Killer Instincts, but if you talk to any casual gamer, they will be able to tell you the basis of the backstory between uh, Scorpion, Noob Cybot, and Sub Zero. Most average gamers out there will know that Noob Cybot was the original Sub Zero. They they know of this, so. I think for storyline, it has to go to MK. Um, 100%. 100% has to go to MK. Um, but it doesn't mean that I do not like the uh, Killer Instinct storyline as well. It's just that longevity piece. So, first Jinjo goes to MK4. Now it's time to look at gameplay. So, MK4, 1-0 up, but we're coming on to gameplay now. Now, we're going to address, very early on, an elephant in the room. I love the Nintendo 64. However, there is a good reason why not many fighters came out for it. And there's a good reason why that after finding the love of both of these games... And uh, Mortal Kombat Trilogy in the last couple of weeks or so. I've actually gone out and bought a gaming pad. Because that controller is... Um, for fighting games. Let me make that clear. It's not very good. Especially if you're having to hit two buttoned combos. Things on those lines. Oh my giddy aunt. With both of these games, it can be sometimes frustrating but we'll go into gameplay now because mortal kombat gameplay it's it's the first 3d as i said it's the first 3d um, mortal kombat experience so that means you're able to move around the map um you're able to it, it's that element of that it's it's trying something new it's definitely trying something new. And Ed Boon actually came out and I, I sort of hinted it earlier and said that he wants this to be the goriest yet. And by Jingo, it is. Um, there are some things that let it down, but it is. You know, you've got 3D blood, you've got gore, you've got interactive fatalities with the levels as well. Um, you've got the introduction of weapons as well. So this is the first Mortal Kombat that had weapons. And they sort of, after this, make more of a prominent stance in some of the next generation after the this gen. Um, you know, we've, let's say, like Deception and Games on those ilk that you can actually select your fighting style as that. These are more that you do a combo. But the problem is, is as soon as you do that combo, you're losing that weapon. Because all it takes is one hit. One hit and you've dropped that weapon. So you tend to do the bloody combo and then get hit straight off of the back after it. After it. But it was the first attempt. So I get that. I'm going to give it a bit of leeway for that. Now, obviously, it keeps in that MK, uh, MK uh, model or most fighting models that came out of the previous generation. And that is a two-round system. And then your health resets. Um, 
you've got the arcade mode in there so you've got what everyone comes to a fighter for as i said with the racing games in the past we all go to those racing games for that gp mode we all come to this for the arcade mode that element of being able to you know face off against a certain amount of people and get to your end game obviously we've already discussed of having the last boss as a playable character and i think that does let it down a bit even with the addition of Goro. I am Goro, general of the armies of Outworld and prince of the subterranean realm of Shokan. Um, so you've got the different levels in there. So you've got novice, beginner, warrior, master, and master two. Um, you've also got some new uh, elements that have come into this. So an endurance round. Um, so endurance rounds being that you sort of just go until you can't go, um, which is great. Um, you've got a team element where you can select a team of five against another team of five. Obviously, knockout tournament based. Um, and then you've actually got a tournament mode, which is very to wrestling fans, a very King of the Ring style, you know, knockout sequence, face off against the person that won the, uh, the same uh, side of the pole as you. Um, and then, you know, you've also got a practice mode in there. Now, that was really new to MK. There wasn't many Mortal Kombat, or if any, Mortal Kombat games prior to this that had somewhere you could go and practice fatalities. Because fatalities are a huge part of this game, but you could go and practice those fatalities. Which is, to me, I can't remember of a time before where you were actually able to. You were sat there with an op- uh, uh even N64 uh, magazine, the official Nintendo magazine, Games Master magazine, you had them sat in front of you with a bit of paper and frantically trying to input those buttons and trying to memorise them whilst you're fighting at the end and hope, hoping you're the right distance away. Um, so, yeah, it was nice to have that sort of that element of being able to practice that. Now, with gameplay as well, there's only one reason. As I said, you're going to practice in the, in the practice arena, but there's only one reason you come to Mortal Kombat, and that is fatalities. Now, I felt a little let down with the fatalities in this game because all of they are is a it's a 3D... They're 3D versions of their originals. So each character has two, but they're, they're either very boring, the new ones, or they are just literally... Liu Kang turning into a dragon. You know, the famous firehead from uh, from uh, Scorpion. Toasty! Toasty. Um, you've got those sort of elements in there that you've seen it, you've done it. You know, um, uh, to see um, the uppercut to take off the head by Scorpion, uh, Sub-Zero. You know, you've, you've seen all of that before. So it would have been nice for them to go a bit braver and give us some new fatalities. But hey-ho... It, it is a solid game. It is There's a reason why MK, we still talk about it today. They may have had dips and troughs, but it works. It works. The characters work. That gameplay works. And it just sort of almost does what it does well and continued it on. Um, it's got a combo system in there. You know, they actually... They actually put a um, cap on how much um, damage you could cause via the combo modes. And they actually, <laughs> I tell you what, I'm really upset by this. They actually made your uppercuts, uh, the famous uh, MK uppercut. They they reduced the amount of damage that could do, um, which was a bit sad, really. Um, so we go on to gameplay. You know, both these are going to be similar gameplay, but they are both very, very different because... Well, come on to Killing Instinct straight away. It's an aggressive fighter. So it's not the element of special moves that you get and you want from Mortal Kombat. It's very much based upon a combo system. And that is either a combo system for attacking or a combo breaker. Um, So it's very much that you have to put a lot of time and effort into this. Um, you have got special buttons. You have got a couple of special moves here and there, but you're not so reliant on it as you are with the Mortal Kombat series. It's very much going down that 
element of Street Fighter, uh, where it is very much based around those con- uh, those combos. And if you do not practice those combos, this game is going to slap you around the face and call you stupid. Um, but at the same time, it's not the case of that you put down the game because it's too difficult. It makes you want to come back. It makes you want to go and buy a D-pad for this. And I mean that. This is the game that made me go. I need a D-pad for my N64. Um, you, when you get knocked out in it as well, it's really nice on that basis of that you... Um, you you don't you don't your let's say you knock someone out your health doesn't reset um it remains as it was on the last knockout which means that you've got to think tactically of okay i can't lose much health this round because i need to come into the next round healthy so i can end up winning it 2-0 rather than going into 2-1 um, which I really like. I can't think of another fighter that does that. Every other fighter follows that basis of, right, new round, everyone resets. This makes you think a bit more tactically. And also, it makes you... It, as I said, it's really addictive. I don't know why that little tweak has made it so different and so addictive. And... You know, I think that's where the gameplay for this, it was quite fresh for me. And this is just me looking at it. I never played the original. You might say, well, I played the original, so it didn't feel as fresh to me. But for me as a gamer, when I first ever picked up Killer Instinct, which was back in 1998, was the first time I ever played Killer Instinct. I think that that's what made it so I would come back to that more than I would the Mortal Kombat's for that uh, console. Because... The Mortal Kombat's, in a sense, weren't the best Mortal Kombat's they've done. So, for gameplay, for being different, for being damn addictive and not being scared to kick you square on in the bollocks and tell you, come on, go back, practice, um, learn your combos better, you know... Every character's different, but learn what character best suits your style... The winner for gameplay goes to Killer Instinct Gold. And I, I mean it, you know, with MK, it's lovely. It's an MK game, first 3D attempt, but at that same time, that comeback ability. I need that on a T-shirt. Um, that comeback ability is why this game to me wins this and i mean it if you are a classic gamer out there um i believe it is in it's on the rare replay i believe it's on rare replay if it is go and check it out rare replay if you are a classic console owner i i always get told the snes version is even actually better i haven't ever played the snes version but go and make sure you go get yourself a cartridge of this i mean it i mean it this is one of the games that you start off your N64 journey with. One, very time specific, so you did well. And two, you won't be disappointed. So, let's go into something that these games are very different. One pushes boundaries, one not so much. Let's go into sound and graphics. Well, that was strange, isn't it? That one, that was the shortest gameplay section I've done. So it just shows you fighters. It's just like, yeah, it's a fighting game. But I think this is where I'm going to make up the time because it's one all. It's one all. I, I promise I don't plan this. Uh, it's one all at the moment uh, between the two. And we're coming on to sound and graphics. Now... Let's point out the elephant in the room again with Nintendo, and that is cutscenes. Now, for the PlayStation version of Mortal Kombat and the arcade version of both of these games, you had some video cutscenes. Wow! 
want to say. I guess I can start by thanking all my fans out there. Well, that's enough of the mushy stuff. I mean, let's get real here, huh? When am I going to get some real competition? Come on, don't get silent now. We're out of the cheer. Hey, wait a minute. I'm your number one guy. I'm going to remember this. The video cutscenes aren't there. They have been replaced uh, with either pictures or um, moving sprites. Um, but, you know, this is where I love the N64. However, you know, that cartridge element of this console can let it down, but also give it its own character. Because we'll go on to uh, Mortal Kombat first. And it was, it, it was obviously both of these arcade ports. It wasn't as good as the arcade port, uh, the arcade version, um, in the way of graphically looking, but it's not bad. It's not like it's terrible that you can notice the difference. It isn't as, you know, it's, it's not like we're looking at on the basis of me still getting upset about, you know, Super Mario uh, Kart, where I just go Mario Kart 64, and I still go, why did you just spend that time, like, did he come racing and put that energy in? You know, it, it is the element of they did do a bloody good job bringing it to this, con uh, to this you know, con uh, console. And the amount of audio that's in this... For every cutscene, every cutscene's got that audio. They've got the individual voices. Obviously, you've lost the cheesiness of uh, MK3, so no toasties. Toasty! However, you've you've got those. It's a, they're, they're big old sound files. I tell you what, they they packed this cartridge out for a 1998 cartridge as well. We're not talking that we're in the big boy cartridges of Banjo Tooie yet. I mean, they absolutely packed this game out with sound. Um, obviously, you've got the sound levels as well. Very original MK feeling um, of that sort of darker, more gothic-y sort of feel to the levels. Um, and then, obviously, we've already spoken about the levels having fatalities as well. Um, but, you know, we haven't got in MK4 those cutscenes. Those cutscenes... I, I did watch back of the arcade and the PS1 ones and then watch the animated sprites. It, <laughs> I'll be honest. I could say, you know, the animated sprites give it character. Nah, they, they, they don't stand up against the, the video cutscenes that you got on the other versions of this game. Um, it is, yeah, but I, I, at least they tried something. At least it wasn't just a picture and some writing and there will be games in the future where we do get that instead of the cutscenes that you had on other consoles um so as i said i could say that adds character but it's not as good <laughs> i'll be honest i love the nintendo 64 but sometimes this used to even frustrate me back in the day of why can my but what what do you mean cd can hold more um <laughs> But one thing that, you know, it, it does keep up with in the way of the cartridge is the frame rate. So you don't really, I mean, there's no lag to this game. It runs very, very, very smoothly uh, with those 3D gra graphics. Um, as I said, it's their first ever attempt on a 3D game. And then to bring it over to the N64, it does hold up very well. I, I mean, like, playing it back, you know, you don't see any lag to it. It runs very, very smoothly. You know, each of the character sprites as well, you know, they, they're very much the case of keep to what you expect from a Mortal Kombat game. But at the same time, make it look a bit better. Like uh, Scorpion, even Scorpion looks really sharp in this game. Uh, I really like the new design for Reptile. And then you've got the likes of Johnny Cage and uh, Liu Kang that very much keep to that classic look of them. <laughs> the best way of putting it. But I, I mean, yeah, if you're looking at the sort of graphics, that element, it, it runs very, very smoothly. It does. And it looks very, very nice as well. You've got a lot of gore in there. 
um, you can dull that down. You can change it up a bit. Um, obviously, this was very much still considered a family console um, at the time. So we will come into that when we do like Resident Evil 2 and things like that. They did, for some strange reason, allow you to change the color of the gore. I don't know if that was the same, actually, for the others. Um, but it always does make me giggle. It's like, mm, yes, instead of being red, let's just change it up slightly. Um, yeah, so it didn't get the full Carmageddon 64 element to that. <laughs> that is not a game I'm going to review. I, I, I do apologise now. But we come on to uh, the the actual sound and the graphics of Killer Instinct. Now, Killer Instinct was... I, I, looking at the port of the arcade game, looking at the port of this... I can't see much difference, if any. Um, it is missing some cutscenes again. Um, the major differences between this is you have full 3D sprites in uh, MK4. You have an element of the, it's, it's the 2D sprites on an almost 3D background, um, which is still lovely, bright, and colourful. And you know it's a rare game. You know, there's something about rare games... I think the only one that doesn't fit down that line would be maybe even Goldeneye. I think Perfect Dark has that element of it, that you know you're playing a rare game. You know you are. Um, and we come onto the sound, and there's a couple of levels out there that I'm like, oh, oh, is this this, is this, is this uh, Robert Beanland? Robin Beanland, sorry, not Robin, Robert. It's Robin Beanland, because... There's a level in it. I can't remember which one it is. I think it is for Black Orchid's level, I want to say. And there's a little monkey chirp in it. And I go, hang on. Robert Beanland, he he, he composed... He composed GoldenEye as well. He's, I think he was the main composer of GoldenEye. But he did Diddy Kong 64. And I'm going, is it him or... <laughs> but... If we're talking about sound in Killer Instinct uh, Gold, I mean, the levels, the soundtrack to those levels, well done, sir. Well done. Yet again, you know you're playing the rare game. I mean, the soundtrack to them is awesome. And every hit that you make, it just feels impactful. But at the same time, I can't move away from 2D sprites. Look, I've got to be consistent, don't I? You know, um, if we, if I sit here and I moan endlessly <laughs> about what uh, Mario Kart 64 could have looked like, and then I turn around and I let this off, uh, do I? Because they're both arcade, they're both arcade, um, uh, they're both arcade switches. So technically, it was loyal to the arcade version, and. If you're looking at the uh, 3D graphics in Mortal Kombat, it's not perfect. It's not perfect. Look at the little skulls you chuck at each other. They're not. They're not spot on, really. So do I go? Oh, this is hard. Oh, now now I'm deliberating my score live on here. So just please hold for me a second. I'll be right back. Do I though? Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, I can't go away from it. I mean, Robin Beanland, well done, sir. I mean, it looks so beautiful. Even the backgrounds. Look at the backgrounds of every level. I mean, they're alive. They're moving. They're just, oh, they're just spectacular. I mean, like, okay, but, but let's go away from 2D sprites because it's not Mario-esque. It's not like the backgrounds, you know, they, they've done 3D with part of it and then gone totally 2D with some of the baddies that you face. No, no, no. Those backgrounds are stunning. The level of detail in every single level you face off against in Killer Instinct Gold is beautiful. I mean that. And I do know what? I'm backtracking on myself because I did originally have MK to win this. But no, bugger it. 
It's my show. Got a problem? You've got a problem? No, it's my show. My show. I'm the amazing Cliff. This is N64 Life. Do you know what? Do you know what? I'm going to give it to Killer Instinct Gold. Because I mean it. I mean, I mean, go and play every single one of those levels. There's, there's waterfalls in the background. There's city landscapes in the background. There's a bloody castle in the background. I mean... It's a lovely, lovely, lovely game. And I mean that. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm giving it to... Oh, I don't care what you lot think. I'm giving it... <laughs> so maybe some of you are nodding agree with me. Maybe not. We'll soon find out in the comments section below. Um, but no, I, I really mean it. I, I The graphics and the sound uh, on, you know... <laughs> it, it's lovely. I mean, Killer Instinct Gold is lovely. I enjoy it. But let's see what the critics thought of it, shall we? Um, maybe, maybe, probably they didn't enjoy it as much. Probably. Um, yeah. Final round, fight! And just like that, Killer Instinct Gold goes 2-1 up. Uh, I, I mean it, I mean it. I generally did have to re-figure this out. That was for anything apart from, do you know what? Yet again, it's that, I think the sounds, the I just... I love Killer Instinct Gold. However, I do still like uh, Mortal Kombat 4. And this is where it comes down to our likes, our dislikes. And first of all, the critics' likes and dislikes. So obviously, as always, I've been on IGN and seen what the critic score was. However, let's go through them, both games. Because actually, do you know what? I love this part because nine times out of ten, I do my little review and I actually come to the critics' part and I find that they have the same problems or the same likes and dislikes that I had with this as well. Uh, with both of these games. So we'll start with MK4. And they, they said, you know, they were giving it really positive reviews because of those 4K, gra- uh, those, um, not 4K, 3D. 4K was definitely not around 998. Um, yeah, so the 3D graphics. Um, they were saying how positive it was, uh, you know, MK making that jump forwards because... You know, MK3 was fairly disappointing. They've forgotten so many characters from it. Um, like Scorpion didn't come until much later adaptations and things on those lines that were really disappointing for that MK fan base. Um, but they, they did look at it quite positively. Um, and especially on the N64, you know, a lot of positives coming out from it. And even though that they said that they wanted to go away from the cheesy and the toasty... Yeah, one of those are toasty. Um, it, it's it's very much the case of that they still said there was that cheesy element to uh, uh, you know Mortal Kombat, and I think you can still see that to this day. You know, it's very tongue in cheek. You know, it's not we're not at the levels that we're getting the sound effects as we did for MK3, but it is still very tongue in cheek with the fatalities to the. Yeah, to the characters that have come into MK now. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't criticised for it, but it was very much brought up. Well, it is still cheesy. It's still it's still Mortal Kombat. It's still over the top. It's still in your face. It's still Mortal Kombat. And then we come on to what they thought of Killer Instinct. And you've got to remember that this was the first real fighter that came out for Killer Instinct. It was at the birth of the N64, and very much what I've seen is... It, it, I've said this a couple places um, on the under-consultation. It's my one-plug-a-day uh, Discord, and uh, I can't remember who said it, but they said it wasn't slammed. It's got love, but it was critically slammed in that way because it was seen very much like, well, this console's a lot stronger. It's going to produce better fighters out there. Oh, it's going to happen. And it was very much in that way of it was saying that it hadn't made that many steps forward, even though it is, yet again, the arcade conversion. But still to this day, 
Killer Instinct has such a cult following. Such a cult following. And we'll go into what happened afterwards in a minute. But it was very much praise for the sounds that came from it as well. And as I said, I think for an arcade fighter, if you've got an N64, don't look anywhere else. But this was back then. This was... They were expecting more from this console. And we really didn't get it with fighters realistically, until Super Smash Bros. Super Smash Bros. was the big fighting hit for this console. So, the scores from the critics. Mortal Kombat 4 scored an 8.8, which is phenomenal. And Killer Instinct Gold scored 6. Point five. So the Jinjo goes to MK4. And I'll be really honest, both of these games did not shift. You know, neither were in the top 50 in uh, the, the top 50 uh, N64 cartridges sold. Neither were in those top 50. And even looking now at, let's say more modern reviews of n64 games and i you know if you look at retro gamer they've done plenty of lists out there of you know top 25 n64 games to own none of uh, neither of these games appear in there which is i think pretty sad and the only as i said fighter that appears in that in that those lists are super smash brothers which as i said I think it deserves... Both of these games deserve more recognition than that. You know, both of them do for this console. But if Nintendo had produced more fighting games, and I think, you know, we've already said it, the controller was a huge part in that, would it have been remembered as fondly now, Killer Instinct Gold? If they had actually made... You know, you've got Final Destiny. You know, that that's another one we will visit at some point. But it's, it's a bit sad, really. I really think it is. It's a massive gulf in this uh, in this console. Is that it's only got five off the top of my head fighting games. It's a bit sad. But let's see what you guys thought. And to be honest, looking at what you guys thought is reflected on that. You know, that it's not ever considered either of these games a must-own. And you guys have said it, that usually I get five, at least five to ten comments. I've had one. I even put out a last-ditch attempt going, come on, maybe someone's just forgotten to do it. But no, one comment that came from my good old friend Neil. So, friend of the podcast, uh, who will be joining us at some point. And Neil said, that's a tough one. Always been an MK fan. But Killer Instinct Gold was the first N64 game I owned. Maybe that's what it is. It's a nostalgia. Even though, as I said, I've gone back and I've played both these games and as i said i I will be playing regularly um killer instinct gold now i I really mean that and uh, let's not you know i will be playing mortal kombat 4 because it's an mk game i love mortal kombat um however i think that's reflective of that but we did have a healthy amount of votes we had 14 votes from you guys and the scores are so, remember, it is two all. It is two all at this present moment in time. And from the Twitter poll, we have a winner. A close winner. But with a score of 57% against 43, the winner of this Jinjo and today's battle for Jinjos goes to... Mortal Kombat 4. 
Look, I, I, I said it before that, you know, I will go back. And I, I, do, do you know what? I'm going to play on Killer Instinct Gold. And I'm looking forward to getting my um, controller pad through because uh, I'm hoping that gets rid of the annoyance of the C buttons. <laughs> it's it's not fun on these, uh, you know, these uh, games. And do you know what? You can see why they uh, formatted uh, Super Smash Brothers like they did. Um, definitely, this is going to be a game that I'm quite happy. And this is that I've done these two games because it's made me find a game that I absolutely adore again. Um, so that's it. The the fourth battle for Jinjos that we've had, our winner is Mortal Kombat 4. Um, but I hear you all cry. What will be our next battle for Jinjos? So, next time, the combatants for Battle for Jinjos will be... Ten eighty snowboarding. Yes, one of the most iconic games you can get for this console. That one of the games that you hear so many people that have memories of the N64 bring up ten eighty snowboarding. But it will be facing against the juggernaut, which is Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. I don't know why I paused there, but Pro Skater 2. Yes, we will be battling off these two games against each other. A skateboarding versus snowboarding, but more of the case of an iconic game for this console versus an iconic brand. Tony Hawk, still around now. Tony Hawk 2, or 1 and 2, have just seen a remaster. This just shows you how much Tony Hawk's means to people. But people sometimes don't relate it to the N64. 1080 snowboarding, they do. And this is going to be exciting to see who wins this battle. I mean, I this one, get this one out of the way and done with. Because I do love uh, Killer Instinct Gold. And I'm going to go back and play it lots and lots and lots. But my God, when I came up with this idea, I was pumped. So, 1080 versus Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. Who will be the champion? So, thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. Um, Remember that this isn't the end of me until the next podcast. Go over and subscribe. Sorry, can't do that at the moment. Follow uh, me on twi- uh, Twitch, and that is twitch.tv underscore uh, N64 Life Podcast. Um, obviously, if you're not already, go and follow the Twitter um, to search in their N64 Life Podcast. You find me there. You find me on Instagram, not as vocal on Instagram, but still go and give us a follow over there. N64 Life Podcast. If you want to get hold of me, it's at the Amazing Cliff, um, as well as going to you know if you've got anything to email across um or anything like that please n64 life podcast at gmail.com and most importantly is this podcast i am a podcaster i say this on twitch all the time i am a podcaster this is where my passion lies is in podcasting so if you want to and you want to make sure that you do not miss an episode when it lands Make sure you subscribe. If you are on the Apple uh, Apple Podcasts, go and give us a like. Uh, go and give us a five star rating if you felt it was a good podcast. Also, comment in the comment section below. The more people we get listening, the bigger community we grow. Um, I, I've been badgered throughout this Christmas around creating a Discord channel. Um, I'm part of several Discord. You know, I'm part of three big Discord channels that I know a lot of you are part of with me. Um, at this present moment time, I just think that, you know, I, I chat to you guys on there. 
you know, especially under consultation or um, obviously the Natters, uh, go and give him a follow and a subscribe. That's now and then 64 on the old Twitch. You know, I feel that, you know, we've, me involving myself with those community, your communities, if I'm talking about you two, uh, you, Ash or, um, or Martin, you know, I, I think that... For me to create Discord, it would just be random. It would just be displacing where I talk you from you guys from. But as this grows, as it becomes bigger, as we gain a bit more of a unique, um, you know, following, then, yeah, by all means, I will come across and I will create a Discord. Um, that leaves me very shortly to Twitch. So Twitch, uh, we've got Friday streams uh, starting from 8.30 and we've got the Sunday stream as well. So also starting from 8.30 at the moment on a Friday, we obviously, you know, there's so many anniversaries coming up. So we are playing on a um, uh, on a Friday. We're playing uh, Zelda Majora's Mask. So please come and watch that. We're doing the complete run through of that. Um, also uh, on a Sunday, it was Silicon Valley, but hey-ho, we've got more anniversaries on the horizon. So at the moment, what we're doing is we're training up our own Pokemon team on Pokemon Red. Yeah, a bit of a step away from the uh, N64 life, but we are playing it through an N64 game because we're training them up on Pokemon Stadium, on obviously the Game Boy, uh, so the transfer pack. But the main mission is to get them to a level that we then can start taking them to the arena and actually battling them off against Pokemon Stadium, the original Pokemon Stadium. It's the 25th anniversary this year of Pokemon, 35th anniversary of Zelda. Um, obviously, we've got other anniversaries coming up. Um, with the Twitch, there might be an opportunity that I might be playing on the GameCube at one point just to celebrate one of those anniversaries at some point this year. Um, I'm thinking about a bit of Metroid on the GameCube, uh, on the GameCube or even Metroid on the SNES Mini. Do you know what? A bit of platforming. Nothing goes wrong with a bit of platforming. But, guys, it's a pleasure as always. Thank you so much for listening. It's great to be back. And hey-ho... Let's just make sure I don't injure myself in the gym again. Yay! And then I won't end up injured again. Yay! Game.